0: A lot going on in the markets right now, debt default situation, House and Congress, White House, everybody's arguing, trying to get what they want. We're going to talk about that as well as what does the market need to see moving forward to have a good or bad uh, end to the year.
1: Welcome to the Mach One Market Moment, where we provide financial information on topics such as investing, insurance, financial planning, and everything related to your money. The hosts of the show are employees of Mach One Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and nothing said in the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach One Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. Be sure to subscribe to our show so you never miss an episode. Also, follow us on all of our social media platforms forms we are Mach one financial group on twitter facebook linkedin and youtube
0: this is matt walters here with lee Mackey, coming off a of memorial day weekend which is why we're getting this out late this week lee did you have a good memorial day
2: we did a lot of traveling uh one of our daughters graduated from high school. Yeah, it's a big weekend. And so we, uh, as a family, celebrated Millie. So we were glad to, to get her out of the high school
0: ranks um, that's awesome. and off to college in the fall. So it was a good weekend. Yeah, that's What about awesome. y'all? Did you have a good one? We did. We went to the pool twice, um, you know, the pool with four kids is a lot. All hands on deck. Yeah, don't recommend <laughs> it. But it's it, it was a lot of fun. Good weekend for sure. Yeah, weather was nice. Weather was beautiful after Low some Low humidity, yeah. warm temps. So it almost made it cool to, when you got out of the pool, you know, because yeah, it was pretty dry air for so. sure. So um got a fishing trip coming up this weekend. I'm looking forward to. So yeah, it's we're in summer and I'm enjoying it for sure. Good deal. So obviously the debt default situation, um you know, uh, the U.S. defaulting on its debt, the debt ceiling. Big topic right now. I think today, as we're recording this, literally the House is trying to figure out if it's going to pass or not. And Biden and McCarthy are, you know, trying to gather the votes and make sure they have the votes. So um, not to stay on this too long, but this has been the hot hot topic for the last month or so. Any any thoughts in particular one way or the other on this?
2: Well, no, yes, we we knew it would be this way. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, they've had months to to address it. But we all knew it would come down to the last minute. So I guess, you know, over the weekend, the way it worked out, I think it was Friday um, that the Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, announced that it wasn't June 1st that we would right. run out of money, if you will. Um, it was actually June 5th. So that, I think, maybe caused a few people to exhale a little bit. Then over the weekend, we get word that President Biden and McCarthy have reached a, a tentative agreement. Um I mean, it's it's as we've been saying for weeks now, it, it's something that neither side is happy. But both sides will kind of lay claim that they got what they wanted, if you will. Um, the far left is very unhappy. The far right is very unhappy. Um, a number of Republican congressmen have already came out and said that they are going to vote against it. Right. Um, a number of the progressive left have said they're going to come out against it. I think when all is said and done later tonight this is Tuesday um July the 30 or May the 31st I think that the house will pass it barely
0: it's Wednesday by the way what did i say tuesday
2: oh sorry it's okay wednesday Man, these holiday weeks it throw, you off. throw you off big time yesterday
0: was monday okay but it was actually tuesday absolutely
2: yeah. it was monday it's still monday um so you know they're trying to short votes you know and um what's going to happen is I, I think they'll pass the house i think it'll then go to the senate beginning tomorrow then i think it gets to where you know it's all this wrangling it's all this negotiating and that you know some senators are going to say well if you want my vote then you're going to have to vote on my amendment for blah 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 and right. it's it, it's save it's a mess bison,
0: save the bison
2: in montana it somehow has, gets wrapped yes. into you know the salmon that are swimming upstream you know it's yeah. it's everybody's going to get their pet projects paid for and so, um, you know, the devil's in the details. Uh, it, You know, we're going to kick the can down basically um, until early 2025 is when they've kicked the um, to, debt ceiling yeah. issue down. Now, one, there's a few interesting facts. One is um, student loan paybacks. Yeah. That's a big deal. Um, one of the things that the Republicans wanted was they wanted to quit— you know deferring all these student loan payments and so the way that the bill stands right now is that 60 days from the time that joe or president biden signs the bill that's after 60 more days then people will start having to pay back student loan debt so that's a big one right you know this is the supreme court still hasn't ruled on whether or not it's constitutional or not um that decision is expected in july so it'll be very interesting to see how this plays out.
0: Yeah, there's a lot to a lot to unfold. And to your point of like all these different programs that get funded when they have a big bill like this that gets pushed through. I think I've always been a huge fan of it. I wish there was a way they they could limit the number of programs or somehow when you pass a piece of legislation like it's specific to what's trying to be accomplished mm-hmm. and you limit what can be included in it because there's so much junk that gets thrown in that the public that we like hardly ever hear or know yeah. about um and so it's someone's doing a favor for so and so and it's just it's so corrupt and it, jacked up that it,
2: it, it's a messed up system um unfortunately nobody wants to you know be the first person to say well we're going to change it on my watch yeah. so it
0: just continues but long story short i think the deal gets done yeah we've we've been saying we think it we think it gets resolved it could be on the last hour and the last day. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me, but I think they, they do ultimately kick the can down the road, and the markets can kind of take a deep breath from this specific This is the ugly part of
2: what happens topic. in Washington. It's kind of like, you know, everybody likes to eat hot dogs, but nobody wants to see how they're made. Yeah. This, You know, these are bills that, you know, will help some people, hurt some people, but
0: nobody likes the process. I'm an all-beef hot dog. I there you know, go. Something. Absolutely. Um. So what does it mean for the markets moving forward? I was looking at I get this beyond the numbers every week some interesting statistics that's just going over the last week and what the market's done and this was this was a really interesting one it says the key moving average turns higher so the S and P 500's 200-day moving average has rallied more than one percent off its low in the 20 prior year period since 1928 that the S and P 500's 200-day moving average rallied one percent off a 52-week low okay so there was a lot there mm-hmm. but the index was higher a year later, all 20 times, so 20 for 20, with an average gain of 14.4%. So what just happened, the 200-day moving average rallied 1% on the S&P 500 up from um, hitting a 50, after a 52-week low. Every time, 20 for 20 since 1928 that that's happened, the market has been 14.4% higher a year later, right? So that's bullish, historically speaking. Mm-hmm. Now, it's always, you know, the data is always right until it's not, right? So there's always the, the chance that, you know, it we stay 20 for 21 and mm. the next time, you know, right. this is the one time it doesn't Which happen. Which is still a pretty good percent. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's interesting that, that um, all 20 of those times that has happened— it's been a good sign for the market over the next 12 months. Um, And that's kind of been our view on, you know, we don't see – there's been so much junk that's out there. The last 12 to 18 months has been a rough stretch for the market. Economically, things could definitely get worse before they get better. But I've been telling clients for a while now that, you know, maybe not over the next three to six months, but a year, 18 months out – you know, I'm bullish on the market for sure, and I think we're higher than where we're at today.
2: Yeah, I mean, I agree. You know, I I read something this morning that is talking about very similar to the numbers and the what what you just shared. You know, that every time that the market has started the year, the S and P had started the year up eight mm-hmm. percent. Then I think it's eighty eight percent of the time there's another nine percent upside. I think that that would be better than almost every forecaster out there. Um, but I mean, it's interesting that there's definitely bear camps and bull camps right now. Sure, um, you know, I, I, would I think, think more bear than bull. I think, I, yeah, I think so. I think that m- most people still believe that there's a recession, you know, right. looming. Um, but man, I don't know. You know, it's just we keep looking at the numbers, and for every one negative. Number There's two positives. And and so, you know, I think this will be a very interesting summer and fall. I do think the economy is going to continue to slow. Um, But, you know, maybe the markets are already looking ahead to early 2024. Well, I mean,
0: I just had a client – I just met with someone and was talking about how, you know, the market and the economy do tend to move in the same direction, but they don't move at the same time. Correct. Right? And so I think when you look back historically and you look at over a multi-year period – you say, yeah, the market—you know—economically things got worse and the market moved lower, but it's not in the exact same time frame, right? You're looking at it typically over a two-three year period when those things happened, and I think we might be in the exact same boat. Five years from now, we look back and we look at—you know, 2022 through 2023, 24. Both the economy and the market struggled and went lower, but. Not at the exact same time, and so that's what you know. The economy could get worse, unemployment could go up. You know, all these things could still come to fruition, but I don't think it necessarily means we see a material move lower in the market. Correct. Right? You
2: know, I mean, we do have these disconnects. You know, was was it twenty twenty one when the economy was struggling, shut down for a period of time, and the markets just, just soared. Exploded. Yeah, um, and so you know, we need it we, we talk about it often on this podcast. You know, it's one of Eli's favorite topics too is you know the money supply you know and we were at a conference a couple weeks ago that says there's still about 500 billion dollars worth of excess cash in the system and until that all gets out of the way then you know we're still going to see this inflationary pressure um so you know do i think the you know I i was on the phone call this morning do i think the the markets are higher at the end of the year i mean if you're asking my personal opinion you know i'd say yeah i don't i think they are i don't think by a lot but um you know the bar- markets are resilient consumers are resilient right now
0: so what's your s&p price target at the end of the year I'm, where, where I'm, are we at know, today um we're at 4184 i'll say 43 okay I 43, say. 43 to
2: 4400 is my um end of the year target i played that's the, i and that's about 150 that's that's what would that be another four five yeah, percent yeah yeah I'd, I'd be I'd be happy with a
0: fourteen percent year. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be good. Yeah. So, well, I plead the fifth on that, but okay. I'm going to timestamp this. Mark we'll, the tape. We'll look back at the end of the year <laughs> and see how right or wrong Lee was. Um, any other topics today? Anything you want to talk about? So, we got the debt default situation. Market kind of latter half of this year, what we kind of expect or think.
2: I will I will share this, and this just came to mind. Uh, two quick things. One, you know the old adage, sell in May and go away. Right. Yeah, You know, the Dow has kind of sold off, not remarkably, but the, the Dow has had a rough, you know, six, eight weeks. The NASDAQ, on the other hand, has had a very good, right. you know, first five months of the year. So the the adage, sell in May, go away, didn't really hold true this year like it has in, in many years past. But we're coming into the summer months. You know, there's typically not a lot of activity, um, Typically, when there's lower volume on the markets, they're more volatile. And typically, they're a little more negative. Um, and so, it'll be interesting to see. Memorial Day to Labor Day is typically, you know, the markets are on summer vacation. Right. So, we'll see. Um, I, I do expect it to be somewhat choppy
0: over the summer months. Sure. But. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Well, as always, we, we appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. We actually don't have a thought of the day to end on. Um, go
2: out and enjoy this nice early summer weather yeah there's our thought coming of the out day.
0: of uh, coming out of memorial day we'll end with like america or something there you go our of the day. that's right so all right as always we appreciate you guys listening to the podcast and we look forward to you joining us next time on the market moment
1: Mach One Financial Group, LLC, Mach One, is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Rogers, Arkansas. Mach One may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Third-party ratings and recognitions are no guarantee of future investment success and do not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a higher level of performance or results. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client, nor are they representative of any one client's evaluation. All investment strategies have the potential for profit and loss, including the loss of principal. Actual account results may have been higher or lower than the results mentioned, depending on an individual's investment timing, cash movement, size of the account, and client restriction. Past performance is not indicative of future results. For full disclosures, please see mock one slash disclosures.